Thanks for listening to another podcast from C3 Calgary West. Our hope is that this message will equip and inspire you in your walk with God. For more information about our church, check out our website at myc3church.ca or find us on Instagram at c3calgarywest. Wow, what great worship we had today, hey? I could have just stayed in that. I thought maybe shouldn't get up and speak message, but just continue with worship. Hey, come on, settle down a bit, calm down. That's, you got to encourage me, but no, that was awesome. And the words I was getting through that and feeling through that, I don't know of anyone else, was that there's an expectation here today and a breakthrough here today. And isn't it funny how those things often go hand in hand, our expectation and the breakthrough? And I don't know what I'm talking about right now, but I'm just feeling that today, as we expect things to happen, as we come into the house of God, it's not just a mundane thing that we do where we, we come in and check a box and leave, but as we expect that, no, our God is a God who moves. Our God is a God who's alive, and He's active, and, and He does what He said He did, and He says He has good things here for you today. And I believe there's breakthrough for people here today. Do you agree? Oh, good. I'm in good company then. Um, and so we're going to unpack that in a little bit here. And so we've been, Pastor Lon has been looking at, uh, over the last two weeks, the theme of healing the toxic soul or, or soul detox, and he's been on fire He's been doing great messages. I encourage you to um, jump online and get the podcast if you haven't been here. He's done two messages so far on, on our, um, our soul, spirit, and our body, or, or the physical, and it's been, it's been really good. So uh, I encourage you to get, get those podcasts. So I'm continuing that, and then next week he's going to come back with the concluding message. But he's been doing awesome. So good job, Pops. Well done. He's been doing amazing. I can say that. He's my father-in-law. Um, but Pastor Kelly and Pastor Lon are not here today with us. They're visiting family in Saskatoon. And so they send their greetings. They can't wait to be back with you. But it's so good. They're out there visiting my, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law and niece and, and having a great time. They'll be driving on back today. But they send on their greetings. And they always miss being here at church. But it's great that they can be out there. So today, as we continue the series of Soul Detox, what I felt to share on and, and to talk around particularly is, is about our thought life, the, the thoughts that we think, the, the patterns that we create in our, in our mind, our, how we uh, view ourselves or how we view those around us, how we view others. And so I have no idea where it ends up in the, um, in the diagram that Pastor Lon did. It's probably a cross between a few things. But today we're talking about our, our thought life and, and the way that we view and think because it's so important. And I believe that God wants us to have healthy thoughts healthy thinking about ourselves. And so today, I'll give you the title, which is also the punchline, which is also the summary of today's message, and that's Stop Toxic Thinking Before It Stops You. Stop Toxic Thinking Before It Stops You. I don't know if anyone else has has found this. I know for myself, I can be my own worst enemy when it comes to my thought life. Like we have an enemy and we're going to talk about that who will try and sneak thoughts in there that aren't true. But, but often actually I do his work for him by thinking fleshly thoughts about myself or living out of past experiences that are no longer relevant, but I allow them to, to hold me back from where God's taking me. And a couple of weeks ago in our Simply Jesus series, I made a sub point in there when we, I was looking at Colossians about that the greatest battle we face is actually not in the physical realm but it's the battlefield of our minds. It's our thoughts. I don't know if anyone can, can relate to that in any way, that we're not in a physical battle 
necessarily, but up here there's a battle raging. There's something going on in our mind. And that's what we're looking at today with toxic thinking. But first I wanted to share, has anyone ever lost their, their keys, their car keys, their house keys? Oh, good. I thought it was just me that did this. I don't know if it's still, if you're still losing your keys when majority of the time you don't know where they are. Maybe it becomes its own category. It's no longer losing them. But I, my wife would say I, I do this a lot. I would say, okay, I have to agree. I, do, I lose my keys a lot. Last week I was downtown for some meetings and I was checking out some venues because C3 East Village, where Brittany and I are the location pastors, will be moving into a new, um, new venue come the fall. And it's going to be amazing. God has an awesome one out there for us. We're still discovering where it is. But, um, but I know that and I'm fully confident that he has a great place for us. So I was searching some places and then I had to rush out here for a meeting. And I went to my car with all my stuff and I realized oh, I don't have my keys. It was my car keys, my house keys these things. And I'd been sort of going in multiple buildings in the downtown core with these keys. Don't you hate that when you lose your keys? It's the worst. And so it took me about an hour of rushing around trying to find them. I still haven't found them. So if you found any keys downtown last week, they're mine. It's expensive to change fobs and things. So I'd really appreciate it if you you could hand them in. Um, but, But I lost my keys. And so what I started to think as I'm going around these buildings and searching for them is this is what I started to think talking about our thought life. Oh, you're an idiot. You lost your keys. Have you ever thought something like that? Ah, oh, you've done it again. You lost your keys. So as I started to indulge that thought a little bit more, I realized after 10 minutes that, that um, well, actually I realized after an hour, but after about 10 minutes, it went from just thinking I lost my keys to, oh, yeah, you can't even find your keys. You think you're going to find a venue for C3 East Village? Okay, so I'm dwelling on this thought. We're talking about thought life here and, and toxic thinking. And then as I continued rushing around and it was hot and going from building to building, making no progress and um, putting my name in at all the lost and found places, uh, it went from that to like, yeah, not only have you lost your keys, you're not going to find a venue for East Village, but yeah, you're probably going to lose your son one day. He's probably, you're probably going to leave him behind somewhere. I don't know, has anyone ever thought this kind of thoughts? Maybe I'm just the one, like, as we start to go down this pattern. And then I had to ring up my wife and let her know the news. (laughs) Brittany, I've lost the keys again. Can you come downtown and and can you you walk in and and help me? I need the keys to get out to a meeting. And, of course, my wife's gracious and wonderful, and she loaded up um, my son, Huyen, and they came for a a walk. But, But then I'm starting to think, I'm failing as a husband. Look, I've inconvenienced my wife. They've had to change their day, their schedule. Toxic thinking is brutal. Toxic thinking patterns can be brutal. And can you see, it can start with something really simple, like I lost my keys. And if we allow it to, like I did, if we don't have the right guard around our mind, if we don't have the right thoughts developed and the decision in in ourselves that, no, we're not going to go down those paths, we can go from simply losing keys to I'm not a good pastor, I'm not a good husband, I'm a lousy father. This is thoughts, this is the battle that we rage, this is the battle I rage. I share that story to show you how easy it is. Or maybe for you, you're like, I can't relate to that. Well, good, I hope you're encouraged that you're doing better than the guy with the microphone. (laughs) But for the other ones here who find ourselves going down toxic thinking, we're going to look at what the Word of God says about that. And I believe today that beyond just the words that are getting said, God's actually stirring something in this place. And I felt it in the worship 
where he's actually going to break patterns of toxic thinking that may have held you back for years, and he's going to jumpstart you in developing new, healthy, godly thought patterns in the name of Jesus. So let's jump into it. So Pastor Lon's been talking, uh, the series has been birthed out of David, and it's talking about how he encourages himself in the Lord. So good to encourage yourself in the Lord, and also how he speaks to his soul. So often we see this in the book of Psalms when he's, when he's singing. We see um, a pattern switch from where David's declaring things about God and, and the circumstances and, and thanking God or um, crying out to God, being honest, because we have to be honest when we're thinking and speaking to God. And, but then often at the end of the Psalms, he actually switches to speaking to himself and declaring something over himself. So just some of the terms that come up in Psalms. Uh, when David's singing, is he tells himself, he speaks to himself, or he, he thinks to himself, he says things along the lines of, you can do this, you're going to get through this, have peace, be in good cheer, you will be victorious. He speaks to himself, he declares something over his life. You know, do not underestimate the power of positive speaking and thinking in your world. It's an act of faith. When, we do, when we're in a circumstance that doesn't feel good, and then we we step into speaking positive and declaring truths over it, not the truths of our circumstances, but the truth that comes from heaven, because there's a truth of, of what's going on in the natural, but there's a truth that Jesus has won everything on the cross for us, and so victory and healing and, and hope and restoration and redemption is ours. We're just in the journey of discovering it and walking it out. That's the Christian life. So when we speak those truths over our life, it's actually an act of faith, and it can change our physical world around us. I'm not talking about a fake positivity, okay? So hear me right. I'm not talking about um, denying what's going on around us because that, that's not healthy. I'm not talking about putting on a smile and singing kumbaya and acting all okay, but really inside it's all raging. I'm not talking about that. You know, I understand that there's circumstances for some of us that make it a lot harder to think positive thoughts. We've been through experiences. We have chemical imbalances. We have... Uh, diagnosed with things uh, such as depression or whatever it might be, and, and the truth is that your battle might be harder than what some of us can relate to. You know, and, and I, I understand this. For many years of my life, uh, in my teenage years, into my 20s, and it still reels its ugly head sometimes, that I was, my thought life was that unhealthy that I would have such, uh, and, and depression uh, that I would suffer from and, and that I'd go through that I couldn't even bring myself to get out of bed on some days because I didn't think it was worth it. So I'm not dismissing or belittling this in any way, and it's going to be harder for some of us than it is for others. But the question we have to ask ourselves is, does God want us to have a healthy thought life? Regardless of your circumstance, regardless of what you've been labeled, regardless of what you're facing, does God want you to have healthy thoughts about yourself? And I believe He does. I believe we are to have positive thoughts towards ourselves and those around us because of who God is and our relationship with Him. Because He thinks great thoughts about you. And we're going to explore this more towards the end of the, of the message. He has great thoughts, and you can think great thoughts about yourself and your circumstances because of who He is. But so often we don't. We think, I'm not good enough. We think thoughts along the lines of, we can't do it. That's for somebody else. My experience will stop me from doing that. 
whatever the thought might be, I'm not smart, I'm not capable, it won't work. We think these things. Do you find yourself, and will you put yourself in the category of a positive or a negative thinker? Because I believe today God wants us to be positive thinkers. Do you think good thoughts about yourself or do you put yourself down constantly? You have an incredible amount of potential that God's created you to step into and he has for your life. But if we are not careful, we'll talk ourselves out of this. And I so often do this. We talk ourselves out of stepping into what God actually has for us. But I believe he has a plan and a purpose for us. So we're going to jump into the Word of God here in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. Ooh, thank you, Jesus, for the countdown clock. Help keep me on track here. Proverbs 4, verse uh, 20 to 27. This is the wisdom literature in the Old Testament, and I, just, I love how it talks about this. It says, My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and help to one's whole body. We're talking about our, our soul, spirit, and our body here. It says, health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart, your mind, your thinking, your being, for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free from perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet, and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. You know, this is such an amazing passage. I encourage you to look at this more, but really what I want to focus on there is that part in the middle that says, above all else, guard your heart. Now, the, the original language for this in the Hebrew, the word would be labab, or in the Greek, it'd be cardia. And what it's speaking of is not actually like a physical heart, but it's talking about our, our guard our being, guard our mental processes, guard our emotions, and guard our will. So that's what that's saying there. When it says guard your heart, um, it's not saying, you know, like be like Iron Man and have a special protector thing on your heart there. It's saying guard our emotions, guard our thoughts, guard our being, guard our, all that kind of stuff that it encompasses there. And it says above all else. Okay, that would indicate to me that this is pretty important. It doesn't just say above some things. It says, above all else, we're to guard this area of our life that God has created for us. Guard, protect, look after our, our thoughts and our emotions so that we can see straight ahead to the destination that we want to get to. We can fix onto it and we can get there because that's what God's got for us. That's an awesome thing. Do you know how many thoughts you think a day? Too many? Good. I like that. Awesome. Some of us saying not enough, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Experts would say somewhere between the, the range of 60 to 80,000 thoughts go through our heads a day. Isn't that amazing? 60 to 80,000 thoughts. Some of us maybe on the lower end, like at the lower side of thoughts going through our head, I probably put myself in that category. Um, it's still well over 20,000 thoughts a day. We're just the deeper thinkers, right? We, we prolong our thoughts a bit more. But then upwards to 100,000 for some people. Thoughts go through our head. And you know what the really sad and scary thing, something that we need to counteract in our lives is? That many experts predict that 70% of those thoughts are negative. 70% of 60,000 plus thoughts a day are negative. 
And no wonder, as a society, we're sicker than ever, lonelier than ever, more fearful than ever, more anxious than ever. We've allowed ourselves to speak negative, toxic thoughts over our life. But God has something greater for us. And God created us to think, and he made us with the ability to have powerful, life-altering thoughts. And, you know, I don't get how it all works. I don't claim to be an expert on it, but I am very confident in saying that I believe that our Father in heaven, our God, who is love, does not want us to have 70% negative thoughts racing around our mind. I'm really confident in saying that. There's a lot of things about God that I don't understand, but I'm very confident in saying he doesn't want his sons and daughters to be thinking negatively all the time about themselves. He created our minds for something more beautiful and great than that because he is an awesome God. The thoughts you think about yourself will limit you or release you into your purpose. They will limit you from or release you into your purpose. But also, they'll, they'll just determine if you have a good day or not. Monday morning, when I prolonged these thoughts, it took me uh, about all this bad stuff. It took me a long time to actually reverse it. I had to go through the process of saying, stop. What does God say about me? He says I'm a good father. He says I'm a good husband. He says that I am going to find a venue. I had to go through this process to reverse this thinking. But I tell you what, what would have been better if, is if I didn't indulge those thoughts in the first place and go down that track? Some of us here are great at keeping your body in shape. That's awesome. How's your thought life shaping up? Some of us have been gifted and worked really hard at generating finances, and we're really good with money and healthy in that area. That's, can I have some of that? That's amazing. <laughs> nice. But how's your thought life? Some of you guys are so selfless, and you pour yourself out for other people around you. You're so giving, and you inspire me so much, and, and every thought that you have is towards someone else. And, and like I said, you really do inspire us, and, and, and I'm glad that you're doing that. You're showing the love of Jesus to someone. But are you neglecting your thought life in the process by distracting yourself? How is your thought life doing? Stop toxic thinking before it stops you. The Bible tells us that we have an enemy trying to stop us from stepping beyond mediocrity into an impactful and abundant life. And that enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But what does God come for? Life. Life abundantly. You know, in 1 Peter verse, chapter 5, verse 8, says Peter's speaking here to the church. He says, Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion and seeking someone to devour. I love this here. Peter says here to be sober-minded or clear-minded, to be strong in thought is what that translates to. Not blurred with toxic or slurred thinking, but healthy thoughts. And it's interesting here he uses a lion as the, um, as the analogy for the devil. You see, I don't know if you've ever seen a lion hunt down some prey. Uh, maybe some of you have seen it in, in person. I love uh, documentaries on animals and things, so I've seen it happen. And what I've noticed about lions is they don't go for the strong ones in the herd. They actually go for the ones who have let their guard down when they're hunting their prey. See, the devil doesn't go for the, 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 when, you, when you're at your strongest. He goes when we're weak, when we've let our guard down, when we've let toxic thinking blur our mind distract us. But when we're strong, he actually knows that he hasn't got a chance against us. And so he'll devour us, to, he'll try to devour us 
by looking for when we're at our weakest moment, when we've gone into toxic thinking. But I love the Bible doesn't just point out what's going to happen. It gives us the solution. In James 4, verse 7, it says, Submit yourselves therefore, therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Resist. So when he comes against our thoughts, our thinking, we have the power to resist him, and he will flee. There is an accuser standing against us who would try to influence our thoughts, but the reality is, I believe, he has about as much power as we give him, because Jesus Christ has already defeated him and made a spectacle of him on the cross. And And the enemy, it says, is the accuser, but Jesus is our defender, and it's not a fair fight. And not just is he our defender, but on the cross he actually became our offense against the enemy. As prophesied in Genesis 1, or in the, sorry, in, in the early stages of Genesis, Genesis 3, I, I believe, it says that um, the, the devil would nip the heel, like he'd, he'd bite the heel, but Jesus would actually crush his head. He went on the offense for you and for me. He's not just our defender, he's our attack. And so our God is bigger, our God is stronger, and the enemy is a mere speck of dust in comparison to God, so resist him. But the truth is, many of us do the devil's work for him. And he doesn't need to work very hard against us. If you're a follower of Christ here today, I believe that we're meant to make his job really, really hard for him. We're meant to make him sweat, the devil. We're meant to make him not have an inch where he can get a stronghold in our life. But many of us have let our thought life become weak, overgrown, cluttered with different kinds of toxic thinking. And I believe we can reverse that today because the devil won't come against us at our strongest. He comes against us at our weakest. So here we see it's, um, you know, but sometimes it's just our flesh. Like I was saying, I, I didn't feel that it was a spiritual attack for me initially last week when I lost my keys. I believe I chose to go. I've felt spiritual attacks before. If you want to, go plant a church. You may, you'll find some. I'm sure many of us have felt spiritual attacks. This didn't feel like that. But at some point between... Um, losing my keys, oh, I'm an idiot, I lost my keys, and I'm a lousy husband and father and not a very good pastor, I gave the devil an inch, and he took a mile. So I gave him an entry place into taking those thoughts and multiplying them and going down toxic thinking into a place where I was unhealthy and it was damaging to me. So we need to stop that. We need to stop toxic thinking before it stops you. You know, Henry Ford... Um, from Ford Motors says, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. I love that quote. There's power in the way that we think. So how's your thought life? I ask again. On a scale of 1 to 10, do you think you have healthy thoughts or toxic thoughts? I encourage you to reflect upon that this week. Romans 12 verse 2 says, Do not be conformed to this well, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. I love this scripture here. There's so much going on, but I'm going to just narrow on one thing here, that um, that here we, we see that transformation takes place through a process of renewal. Transformation takes place through the process of renewal. So if we want transformation in our world, we need to commit to a process of renewing our mind. If we want to stay the same, then we keep thinking the same thoughts and doing the same self-talk. That's kind of simple. We want transformation, we need to commit to the process of renewal. 
So how often do you intentionally and deliberately transform your mind? This is something I've been challenged on this, this year. Do you schedule in moments of your day to engage your brain in a way that would renew it or that would lead you down toxic thinking patterns? My experience is that most of us actually don't, that we allow our thoughts to be wild, we allow them to be untamed, we spend time getting disciplined in the physical, which is an amazing thing, in our prayer life, we can get really good at Bible reading, um, we can get good at jumping up front and speaking or leading a group or whatever it is, all the while our thought life can be growing wild and untamed and we don't spend time, it becomes bogged down and cluttered. So I encourage you to give your thought life a detox this week. Through the power and direction of His Holy Spirit, we have the power to renew our mind and change those neural pathways. For about five years, uh, when I lived in Tasmania, where I'm from, uh, I worked in the forestry industry. And so a part of my job um, was going to areas that were quite wild and overgrown in the physical, and, and I'd have to create a pathway around them so that our guys could come in and, um, and get through them. And so I'd track, you know, some really big hikes through really thick bushland and overgrown uh, land sometimes. The thing I noticed is every time that I was making a path, when I initially would start making that path through the untamed area, it was quite difficult because I'm forging a new path, right? Like I'm starting a new way. So, it's, you know, I was getting scratched and beaten along the way and bruised and, and you'd go through this pathway and, and you'd come out at the end of the day a little bit sore, a little bit beaten, a little bit shaken up. But then the next time that I'd go to continue that pathway, it was a little bit easier because I'd already began forging a path and there was already starting to be a clearer way. And then as I would go through this process a few times, you would actually find that, that by the time, fourth or fifth time I got there, that it'd actually be a clear walkway. It'd be really easy to do the path. I'd get to go out and just enjoy some good old Australian wilderness there on the path without getting too scratched or too beat up. And I believe it's the same in our minds when we're forging new pathways, when we're trying to reverse toxic thinking, at first, it's tough, man. It's tough. You're going to get maybe some scratches and some bruises. It's not going to feel like you're making any progress. But then as we continue to commit to the process of transformation, it gets easier. We start to fall into those line, that pathway a bit more. We, we start to leave behind the old pathways and step into the new ones. And I believe that's what we're called to do, is to commit to the process of transformation. In closing, really just closing my introduction, but we'll close the message. <laughs> Philippians 4, chapter 8, I believe we get some direction. Uh, sorry, yeah, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, we get some direction from Paul about the things that we should think about. If, if you're still maybe thinking, I don't know if God wants me to have thoughts. Isn't that fake? Isn't that lying? Isn't that just, you know, uh, not being real about our... our circumstances, and I don't believe that's what the Bible says, but Paul does give us some direction on the things that we should think about, the criteria for healthy thinking. And so we find that in verse 8, he says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is anything of excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. So what he's saying here is, think of the good stuff. Don't dwell on the bad stuff. To summarize it very simply, you know, we can all take the one or two or three or maybe many 
bad things that are going in our life and dwell on them. And that's what the Bible speaks about when it speaks of thinking. It's not just if we have the thought, because we all just have thoughts. Apparently we have 80,000 of them a day. But it's talking about the thoughts that we actually engage with and start to flirt with and then start to date and then start to go down the track of actually really dwelling on. And we can all take those and spend 70% of negative of our, our thoughts of negative thought life and, and talking about them. And what will that do? It'll make the problem seem larger. It'll make the good things seem smaller. And it creates a wall of limitation around us if we go down that, that pathway. So I just challenge you today. My encouragement is to, we've only really scratched the surface. And so look, look at the Word of God. Continue to look at some of those scriptures that I've said. But here's my challenge, my application for the week. You don't have to do it. I'd encourage you to give it a try. What have you got to lose? I challenge you to take at least five minutes a day this week to engage your brain in good, godly, renewing thoughts. If that means setting your alarm five minutes earlier, I think it's worth doing. If it means creating a space where um, you need to do that or going away to the mountains doing something where you can get into a place where you can do that, I think it's worth it because God's calling us to greater levels of thinking in this place. So the way that you could do that or the way I like to do it is you would think about it, you'd write these thoughts out, and you'd speak them aloud. This is not lying. This is prophesying. This is not bogus. This is actually an act of faith if we commit to this process. It's the act of creation, creating new pathways in our brain. It's not some Jedi mind trick or heebie-jeebie. It's actually faith thinking, forging a pathway in our brain and eventually into our actions. From our, from our spirit, soul, and the physical, somewhere in there, it gets through and becomes manifest in our world if we renew our mind about the good things of God. And so the criteria there that Paul gave us as my iPad loses its spot here, it, he, he gives us this criteria. I say, what are the healthy thoughts we should be thinking about? It was truth, truthful thoughts, honorable thoughts, just thoughts, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, worthy of praise. Now, this is what will happen as we commit to this process. Our flesh is going to not want to do it. But keep going, because you've started the process. The devil will try and cast doubt that it isn't doing anything, but you'll resist him and you'll flee because you're more than a conqueror. You're an overcomer. The devil will try to cast doubt that it's actually achieving anything, but you'll commit to the pathway. And as you commit to this renewal of your mind, you'll begin to replace toxic thinking with life-giving thoughts. So my encouragement today is stop toxic thinking before it stops you. God is awesome, and in His awesomeness has created our, our minds very uniquely and specifically to create the worlds around us. So take the challenge. I had a list of scriptures I was going to go into about the thoughts of, of, that God thinks about you. If you need to, um, to find out more about what God thinks about you, I'd love to share them with you afterwards because we're running out of time here. But I do want to take a couple minutes in this moment as we, maybe you could stand with me in this place because I want us to give an opportunity to respond. I really do believe that God today has breakthrough for people who you've been suffering with negative thinking, with low self-esteem. Maybe it's for years and today is your day. Today is your breakthrough. Today is a day where I believe God's going to hook up some jumper cables to your flat battery and He's going to start that process again where you're going to be able to renew your mind 
And I believe that as we respond to God today, if that you find yourself in that place, that's what He's going to do. He's going to give you a download. He's going to give you a jump charge so that you can commit to the process. So if that's you, you know that you suffer from negative thinking in any way, thoughts that would bring you down about yourself or about other people, would you just come forward right now? Don't hesitate. Don't hold back. Come on forward. We're going to worship together. We're going to declare God's truth because there's breakthrough in this place. Amen. There's breakthrough for you today. So if you know that's you, please come on forward as an act of faith. Amazing. Awesome. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and check out our website at myc3church.ca. See you next week.